You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, we're talking to you about how to mind your launch. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Hi, James Wedmore here. And if you are new to our podcast, then maybe you've missed the five-part podcast series that so many of our listeners are raving about. It's called Down to Business, and it's a five-part in-depth look as we pull back the curtain, lift up the hood, and show you how we actually run a successful, thriving, and very profitable eight-figure company. And to help you get the most out of this series, I have a free gift for you. We've put together an accompanying workbook that integrates the exercises, activities, and to-do items that are listed in all five of these episodes. And we call it the 5X Your Business Performance Workbook. And when you visit mindyourbusinesspodcast.com forward slash DTB, you can get your hands on this powerful free training right now. That's mindyourbusinesspodcast.com forward slash DTB. Thanks and enjoy the episode. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm James Wedmore. And I'm Jelly Cedeno. And this is the Mind Your Business Podcast, where we help you create more success in your life and business from the inside out. That's right. We're here. Another episode. I'm ready. <laughs> we're ready. Are you ready? Today, we're going to be talking about launching. Yay. My favorite thing. Well, it's like so many people's most dreaded things, right? It's so heavy. It's so stressful. Boo hoo hoo. Why can't it just be all easy and quick and instant? Why do I have to work for anything? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. We'll talk about PTLD today. Yes. Post-traumatic launch disorder. That's, That's a freaking real thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about how to get your the inner game of your launches right really how to increase the performance of your launch starting with you Mm -hmm. things that are not talked about when you talk about being in a launch i'm also going to make an argument really fast that if you're not doing some sort of launch that's probably a good indicator of why you're not making the money you want to be making yeah let's just throw that out there for you Mm -hmm. all that and more coming up a really good episode we got in store for you I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's also relevant because we're doing the same thing ourselves currently. Not only that, (laughs) but we just did an internal, what we'll call launch. Yes. And that was a plus million dollar launch right there. Mm -hmm. Was not stressful. No. Was not all the things that you think launching is when you make a decision that launching is this and launching is that. Okay. So we're going to fix that today and more. Yeah. And by the way, we did that launch like while we were partying in Vegas. Partying in Vegas. <laughs> so and like, by literally I was gambling and then like a, I would build automation. AKA <laughs> play craps for 20 minutes and then go to bed by nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll get into that in just a moment. Let's give our listeners a quick update. What's mm. new in our neck of the woods? What's new in our world? Slow down a life. Yeah. <laughs> Not much happens out here. It is perfect weather. Yeah. This patent, not that you guys care. Is he really talking about the weather on the show? 
I never used to talk about the weather because in California, the weather is always amazing all year round. So every day for 300 days, you're like, wow, it's amazing today. And then you finally go, oh, it's amazing every day. You move out to anywhere else in the country and the weather becomes a point of conversation. Yeah. I mean, it was snowing like two weeks ago and then it was like, perfect. You know, I worked like 50% of my week out in my backyard this week. It was delightful. I just heard in Sedona news, we'd love talking about Sedona because it's such a magical place and we want every one of you to come here. Come visit us. Hi, come to Sedona. My parents bought a house here. I don't know if that's- Uh, You have not, you have not shared (laughs) that. very exciting. Yeah, Jilly's parents bought a house here because they come and visit and they're like, how do we leave? James recommended it. Fun (laughs) fact, I did. (laughs) Little realtor James here following in Bill Wedmore's footsteps here. Top realtor, Bill Wedmore. Fun fact, Sedoni, fun fact, you don't even know this. Whole Foods just reported three days this year in, in the local Sedona Whole Foods, record days Wow! of the most, I guess by record, they would mean record sales mm-hmm. that they've ever had here. More people are coming to this town than ever before. Record droves. Yeah. Stop coming because the traffic is horrendous. But at the same time, I want you guys to come because it really is such a magical place. We've run retreats out here and taken clients out here and friends. And it's just, it's such a beautiful place, but really they got to figure out this traffic. Yeah. Come out, but don't come out on the weekends. It really just has to be something like everyone has to come to Sedona. It's like, if you're a fan of this podcast, it's like, that should be on your bucket list. Like Sedona. Yeah, absolutely. The first time I came here, I'll never forget that. Like I saw those red rocks for the first time and it like melted my heart. Before we got to the hotel, I was like, how do I get a place here? And so much of what can drive your life is like a great question like that, mm-hmm. a how question. Yeah. And I would just sat there and I said, how can I get a place out here? And then your logical mind comes in. Right? This is why we say F the how for now, right? Mm-hmm. Your logical mind comes in and starts to say what? That's not logical. Yeah. You're living in California. Your friends, your family, you've decided to be in California. Your company's in California. Your office is in California. Everything is there. What are you going to do? You're going to get two houses? You you piece of crap. <laughs> you, wasteful. You, you wasteful. Like, what is the matter with you? And literally, I talked myself out of that. And then I noticed I started coming here three times a year. Yeah. I just kept coming. Hey, you want to come back? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to come with friends and stuff like that. And it's just amazing how I think when you look for miracles in life, like, wow, it adds so much magic. And then talking to my buddy, James, James Mel, and I find out, I think we were sitting, we were in Colorado on a chairlift in the summer at a ski resort going to go downhill mountain biking. And I find out he has like 20 something investment properties all throughout Canada. And I was like, what? That is amazing. And he's built this whole portfolio up and everything. And he goes, yeah, I'm coming out with a course. And I bought it right away. It was like on the webinar, bought it 497. That's another thing. I go off on tangents, right? No, really? That's why the episodes are an hour long folks. And I, every once in a while, I throw this little rant in here. For you guys. So I hope I'm preaching to the choir and like everyone can just listen. It's like, James, this is not necessary to say this. And that would make me happy and I can stop. But I am constantly, Jillian knows this. I'm constantly buying information, mm-hmm. you know, courses, coaching. I'm in a coaching program right now. I mean, I bought four to six programs for learning how to do Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. I've bought about eight eBooks and courses for my van build, mm-hmm. which is going swimmingly well, by the way. Thanks for asking. And <laughs> Like why you are your greatest asset. Like, why are you not continuing to invest in your brain, Mm -hmm. your knowledge, your experience, your skills? 
oh my gosh, it just pays off dividends. Instead, people are like, I'm so sick of car says. It's like, yes, I'm so sick of learning and growing. Yeah, it's kind of like saying I'm so sick of books, you know? It's like right. Go to a freaking library. Gosh, you know, <laughs> keep actually, learning. This is a fun fact about Sedona. Did you know Sedona has like an incredible public library? I actually, fun fact, did not know that. Yeah, apparently. I had no idea. My mom's new neighbor is like, the he, library. Yeah. He like bought a house here from Beverly Hills. He's like a big Beverly Hills guy just for the library. What? <laughs> yeah. So we got to check this library. We out. have to go to this library. We'll probably be the only ones there. I know. Actually, no, it's like average age is like 55 here. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure there's yeah, about a lot of locals. Incredible book selections. Wow. I know. Okay. That's amazing. But fun fact too. We're on fun facts. Fun today. fact. Uh, <laughs> fun fact Friday. But the how question is also how we ended up here as well because we were getting ready i think for our exec retreat in early 2020 like january yeah. yeah and then josh was kind of like falling more and more in love with sedona and our question we asked ourselves was like how can we spend at least 30 days here mm-hmm. this year yeah and it, same it, thing our logical mind was like well the business is in california james is in california yep. i gotta be my james i was like well maybe i can convince james to come out here with me for 30 days <laughs> <laughs> if you guys think our <laughs> if you guys think our stories are still about sedona you're missing the point <laughs> right. these guiding questions mm-hmm. that open up your subconscious mind which is your connection to the divine mind mm-hmm. infinite storehouse of intelligence just pure knowledge base. I mean, it's better than the Sedona library. (laughs) (laughs) And when you ask that question, you're tapping into that. It's like the Dewey decimal system, baby. (laughs) You know, the Dewey decimal system. No of it. (laughs) You didn't use the Dewey. It's called Google today. (laughs) And that's what you're doing. You're tapping into that. How can I? Everybody's arguing for their limitations. So Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I wish I could. That is that was the energy of that question, right? But it's like, how could I? Mm-hmm. Anyways, launching breadcrumbs. <laughs> yeah, launching will will help you with that. Breadcrumbs, right? I shared this metaphor before. There was a law of attraction book I read a long time ago. By the way, you know, there's a lot of people that hear things about law of attraction and still don't think it's real. <laughs> yep, I don't get that. It's like law of gravity. I don't know. Jury's not out on that. It is like the governing law. We're going on a lot of tangents. It's a real thing. <laughs> it's a real thing, folks. It's a real 400 thing. episodes later. I hope you, I hope you see that now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's a real law because it starts with a thought mm-hmm. or a question and the energy of that question starts to bring forth another thought, but then you reject it because it's more aligned with the question than what you've been vibrating at. No, that won't make sense. But if you keep pulling that, that string, you'll be surprised at where it takes you. So all of a sudden I'm going through this course. And I'm sitting there and all of a sudden my energy changed because I went from I could never or oh my gosh, or I'm a little intimidated by that to what? (laughs) I can do this. This is possible. And then next thing you know, I'm on the phone with a realtor in Sedona. We're looking at property. Okay, this is really, I'm doing the numbers. What? Yeah. So we went from, uh, oh, I don't know, to how could I, to, oh, this is possible. That's the process. What a fun journey to go on. (laughs) And then she says one thing. She goes, well, a lot of my clients are actually getting these for Airbnbs. And I start laughing at her. (laughs) Come on, what? (laughs) I'm like, no, that just sounds ridiculous. She's like, people don't really do that. (laughs) People don't really do. Is that more like people just rent out a room in their house because they like, they need some money or something. She's like, no, people are renting out the whole house. And they start doing the research. That changed everything. And then we got four places out here in eight months. Mm-hmm. So anyways, wow, all of that change 
question. Mm-hmm. Question taps into the divine storehouse of knowledge, wisdom, infinite intelligence, law of attraction. Stay open in that receptive mode. Ask a question that you're willing to not know the answer yet. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Most people aren't okay not knowing the answer. How am I going to do this? I don't know. Therefore, I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's coming. In fact, we talked about this on Coaching on Friday. You need to write down the words, I don't know, on paper and cross it out and never, ever say those words again. Because what you just said is, I do not want to tap into the infinite storehouse of knowledge Mm -hmm. and wisdom and truth. Yeah. And you just pinch yourself off from so much. And you'll start to notice other people who like default to that, to default to I don't know before even like, saying anything, especially if you have a team, you'll notice this trait in some people. They just have this like default, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So safe, mm-hmm. you know? Anyway, I'm also building a van now. What the heck? This guy, I used to surf can't every day. Stuff. <laughs> you so and your bizarre. hobbies. It's good though. I, know. I can't help it. Like I love building something. I, yeah. I can't, I can't stop. So I'm building a van. His name is Van Helsing. <laughs> It's a very clever name. Thank you. All right. Let's just get into it. We're going to talk about your next launch. We're going to talk about getting your mind right for your next launch. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about how you can be operating from a level of impeccability, centered in your equilibrium, on your game for your next launch. Mm-hmm. This, folks, this is the first reframe metaphor. Your launch is your performance. It is a performance. This is very important. There's people out there in the audience and you're walking out on stage and it's opening night. Yep. And you got to be on your game because this is a performance. This is what you've been rehearsing for. Exactly. And by the way, just like a performance, really the money is made when and where before the freaking performance. Mm-hmm. You don't go and do a Broadway show that you've never practiced, rehearsed, or written out before, do you? No. Nope. No. So that's where it all pays off. But most people don't like planning. Mm-hmm. Boo-hoo, planning's boring. It doesn't make me money. So then they go all reactive and then they say, what? Launches are stressful. No, your lack of planning and strategy would stress anybody out. And that would be very normal, like any normal person. So just plan. So we're going to start here with our five-step patent proven planning process. A lot of P's in that sentence. (laughs) A lot of P's. We're using a lot of P's. Proven. What was the other P I used? Proven. Plan- planning process. Proven platinum planning process. Five steps. Yes. Do you remember the steps? Julie uses yes, them. Yes, I use them. Well, I haven't used them all year because Evie's using them now. But let's see. I, we have the first one is book it. Oh my gosh. She doesn't remember oh. the steps. I got it. I okay. got this. I know. I always forget the first one. It's like plan- dream it. Dream it. Okay. Dream it. Book it. Nope. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I got this. I can- Julie, pass me the baton. I got this. Dream it. Map it. Book it, it. chunk it, do it, do it. We came up with this a long time ago because as your launches get a little bigger, there's a few moving pieces and the Mm -hmm. secret, just like a secret to a great van build is the planning process. And I have an entire plan that we've created for a van build. Same with your launch. If you don't follow the process, then don't come to me. If it's stressful, dream it, map it, book it, chunk it, do it. I'm going to go over these really quick. We do a whole episode on this, but we've talked about this before. This is a big aspect of how we teach you how to create more profitable launches inside BBD. Okay. So our business by design members know it. I don't know if all of you guys are using it. I hope you are, but dream it. 
Dream It is identifying the metrics that matter that will move the needle in your launch. A lot of people are flying blind. Right. You wouldn't fly an airplane from the back seat without looking at the control panels, yeah. would you? You wouldn't drive your car without looking at the the little speedometer and the dashboard, would you? No, you need a few metrics. Mm-hmm. And what's so great is that we have these launch calculators that mm-hmm. we've been using for years that really tell you like how to accurately predict your launch. Yeah, they're crazy spot on too. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. So you got to know your numbers. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, if I'm going to do a webinar, how many people do I need to get registered? Or how many people do I need to attend? And how long do they need to stay for? And how many people need to buy on the webinar? What needs to happen in the fall? All these things guide the launch. Yeah, and that's why it's so stressful if you're not doing this, because it's like, if you have a goal for a six-figure launch, but you don't know how many people you need to get there, it really is operating 100% blindly. No wonder you're stressed. You have no idea what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. You know, that's just like, who wants to stomach that? Please don't do it that way. Please don't do it that way. Next, once you have your numbers, we go into the map it Mm -hmm. phase. Map it is the visual blueprint of the launch. There is a natural sequence and flow that all of your audience goes through. Every launch we do this, I draw it all out. Big whiteboards, big poster paper. This was the thing that James asked me in my, in the first launch that I ran or helped him with was like, what was the number one thing that helped you during this launch? And I said the map. Yeah. All right. First they start here. Then we drive them here. Then they click here and then they watch this video and then they go there and then they get this email here. And we have all those maps. Mm -hmm. But if you're like creating your own launch or something and you don't have a map and then you have a team, it's literally like you're looking for treasure without a map. Like you're all lost. Right. And that's really stressful too. Right. You have no idea where you are in the process, where your customers are at in the process and like what pieces need to connect. It's just totally. And so when we're building and when we're in the building phase of the launch, which is step five, Mm -hmm. We're just looking at the map and we say, okay, the first step is we need that landing page. Okay. Who's building that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Then that takes them to a thank you page. Okay. Who's building that? So we just know everything that needs to be built Mm -hmm. instead of what so many people, oh crap, I didn't build this page yet. I already sent the email out to it. Well, now you know why it's stressful. Planning might be boring. Got it. But it's still sexy when you have a planned launch. So and anyway. not being stressed is pretty sexy too. That's pretty sexy. Mm-hmm. Stressed or sexy. That's the new name of this mm-hmm. episode. All right. Step three of the launch planning process, the proven patented launch planning process is book it. Book it is where it gets scary because now we take the plan and we put it on time <laughs> in the calendar. All right. We're going to invite people this day. We're going to send that email this day. We're going to start ads this day. We're going to go live this day. We're going to close it down that day. Mm-hmm. Those dates have to happen. Yeah, card open happens this day. These are the first three steps. Mm-hmm. Dreaming it is the goals. Mapping it is the visual plan. Booking it is the timeline. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So simple. Three dimensions at this point. Step four is where you go from overwhelm to simplicity. Mm-hmm. You can be overwhelmed all day long, but the reality is you can really only put your attention and effort on one thing at a time. We can try to multitask and all that stuff. But in this one second, you're doing this one thing. So this is where chunk it comes in. We take the bigness of the launch and we break it down into anywhere from four to 14 mini projects. Mm-hmm. And we just work at one project at a time. Right. And then that's done. And then we do next. That's exactly how I'm doing my van build. We have 34 projects for the van. I mean, like, there's a reason I keep talking about this van, folks. Besides the fact I'm really excited about it. (laughs) It is a house. I am building a house. The only thing I'm not building is like the engine. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm framing. I am doing insulation. Mm -hmm. 
there's heating, there's AC and ventilation, there's windows, there's design elements, Mm -hmm. there's appliances, there's electricity, there's hot water, cold water running, you know, to get water to run, not just have water like a bucket, (laughs) like the water is running in a van, right? I'm going to be doing all of these things. If you don't think that's the most overwhelming, I did it because I, I said, this will push me. Right. So the first thing I had to do is I spent three months researching. I mean, I've watched thousands of YouTube videos at this point, read not, not thousands, but a lot of videos. I've bought all the courses. And then I went into this, I have to create projects. Mm-hmm. 34 of them. Project one was install the windows, install the vents. Those two projects. And I'm like four projects down. So I'm not overwhelmed. It's just one thing in front of the other. So that's going to really help you. And it's definitely the most important part, probably I would say of all of it, because you're making sure that you're doing things in the correct sequential order as well and not wasting time doing things like towards the end of the van or towards the end of the launch. And then you like stress yourself out by doing things that are unnecessary timeline wise. Yeah. And there's that famous quote of like 10 minutes spent planning saves an hour and, you know, production or whatever. That is the understatement of the century. Mm So then we go to step five, which is you just got to do it. Yeah. You know, someone's got to do it. Mm-hmm. You just got to do it. Yeah. Okay. That's our five step launch planning process. Write that down. Dream it. Map it. Book it. Chunk it. Do it. Mm-hmm. It is so simple that people won't do it because like, that's boring. I just want to learn how to make money from my computer screen. You're going to do it though. Not you guys. You're going to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, your launches are going to be stressful and heavy. Okay. We don't want that for you. In fact, now what we're going to do is define a launch for you because a lot of people go, when I launch this, I'm going to do something else. Grass is always greener, folks. <laughs> Can't I just put my product on my website and just have it make sales all the time? Sure, try it. Let me know how that works for you. Can I just do automated evergreen? Yes, you can. But if it were better, which is everyone's looking for what's better, what's the best, what's the number one right only way to do things, then everyone would be doing that, mm-hmm. right? And so there is no better. Everything has its payoffs, benefits, and costs, consequences. You know, here's the good, here's the bad, pros and cons, right? But here's what people don't understand. People hear the word launch and they just make a blanket statement. So I want to reframe or rather share our definition of what a launch is for you. People think a launch means three weeks of killing yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, in your business. No, a launch is as simple as this. You also want to write this down. It's a free, valuable experience to your audience that includes an offer and a deadline. That's it. Simple as that. Simple as that. Free value plus offer with a deadline. Mm -hmm. That's it. That can be 30 seconds if you wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. You can have a 24-hour launch. Mm -hmm. You're putting free stuff out there that helps people. By the way, this is your messaging. You present an offer. Here's what I got. Here's how it'll help. Here's how to get it. And then you make a deadline. It's a launch. Mm -hmm. We did a seven-figure launch without ads. We didn't do any ads, did we? No. No ads. We might've done some retargeting ads, actually. Retargeting yeah. ads. A couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Emails. Mm-hmm. Actually, not really that much content. Just some emails. Oh, just emails, yeah. To a sales page mm-hmm. in how long? A week? In the entire execution? No, like just the, the, from the first email to the last email. Yeah, a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that stressful? No. Yeah. Like I said, it was done in the wee hours of the night in Vegas. <laughs> That's true. That's true, right? <laughs> so consider that for a moment that there are big launches, there are little lunches, mm-hmm. there are tiny lunches, there are huge lunches, there's all kinds of lunches. Mm-hmm. And those there are, are live lunches and there are evergreen lunches. <laughs> yes, exactly. You can look at an evergreen thing as, as it's a, it's a style of launching because yeah. it's free content, offer and a deadline. Right. 
So can you put out something that helps people today, make an offer tomorrow, and then create a deadline? Mm -hmm. And the deadline's big. We're not going to talk about the deadline, but if you're missing the deadline, you're missing a lot of of money because the deadline creates an environment to make a decision. Right. People aren't going to make a decision. They're going to say someday, one day, someday, one day doesn't come. Right. If you don't have a deadline, you don't have a launch. It's not a launch. It's, it's not, it's not going to happen for sale. Yeah. Always, you know, just tell people, Hey, I just need to, I just need to have a decision by the end of the week. Yeah. Actually, if you're, here's something more. If you don't have a deadline, you're just going to be always in a launch, perpetual launch. Oh my gosh. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> Let's talk about this next. The launch free fall. Mm. This is my favorite time with helping clients launch free fall. Launch free fall is that time in the middle of your launch where you literally feel like everything you've been working towards is failing. Yeah. This is particularly apparent on maybe like day two or day three of card open. Yeah. It's as soon as you open the doors. Yeah. (laughs) It's either right as soon as you invite people to go through your your free stuff Mm -hmm. and like no one's going or they're not liking it or you open the doors. Yeah. Take us back to 2013. This is before Jilly. Mm -hmm. And I did my first like big launch on my own 48 hour film school. 297, 297. And I wake up to card open day with like nine or 10 sales. Devastated. Oh my goodness. Thought you're going to wake up to a million. Yeah. Like, here we go. (laughs) Devastated. And I finished the launch with $256,000 in sales, but I started the day with like, I don't know, 1200 bucks or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness. What did I do? This was so much work. So stressful. So launch free fall is that that weightlessness feeling like I just pushed you out of an airplane or something. <laughs> it really does feel like a free fall. This is my favorite time to coach people. Really is one of our mastermind clients are like free fall. And I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. because you're in the middle of the performance. And here's all that's causing the launch free fall. Number one, mismanaged expectations. Mm-hmm. Expectations, this is gonna be like the death of your peace of mind, your inner well-being. You want inner well-being, you want well-being, your well nothing's more important than your well-being. Stop creating expectations. It needs to go like this. I need to have this many sales by this time. I need to have this much engagement. I need to have this many people love me. Da, 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 da. You know, you like have all these decisions of how it's supposed to go. And then the moment one thing doesn't go that way, yeah. we freak the F out. Well, especially, you know, having high expectations without the planning process too. Oh, it's like, it's like what are you doing? <laughs> like, hopefully as we share all this, you're like, oh yeah, this makes a lot of sense, yeah. right? So drop all expectations. You are not that good at predicting the future. Mm -hmm. Stop it. Mm -hmm. Stop it. And it ain't over till it's over. Right. It ain't over till you say it's over. That's a whole not, that's one of my favorite things to talk to people. It's like, this ain't over until it is over. So when you're in the middle of your launch, you're in the middle of a performance and you're going, it's not going to end the way I want it to. So guess what? That's how you're showing up in your performance right now, folks. Right. So it's definitely not going to go that way now. So what I tell people is like, all right, I'm going to give you like 10 seconds, a minute. What do you want? You want a minute? Feel all your feels and then get your head out of your arse and back in the game because this is the middle, this is halftime. Right. And we're about to go back on the field because the game is not over yet. And when it's over, then you can go through all your stuff, but it's not over yet. So you're already decided how it's going to go, but you still have a say in how it's going to go. And the more you're freaking out and off your game, I just feel like I'm like some coach. I'm about, this is where I throw my clipboard down (laughs) on the ground. God damn it. (laughs) And here's the best part. 
So you can save all your feels for the end because your people need you right now. Mm-hmm. They don't need your pity. They don't need your cries. Right. They need you and they need you at your best. Yeah. Because there's someone out there that is struggling. Yeah. And you're going to go and bring all your stuff into it. Especially if you have made a few sales already too. And you're, then you have all those feels come up. It's invalidating the people who have already signed up for you and said yes. Totally. To so really like lean into gratitude. In those Ew. Things. Yeah. And then here's the best part. So the first thing I say is like, save it for the end when you actually know how it's going to get. I said, what if 80% of your sales came in on the last day? Right. You'd be having it. Well, I, I wouldn't be upset. So why are you upset right now? Exactly. It's not over. It's like you're judging a movie before the end. Yeah, you're like, you'll be proactively upset, but you won't proactively plan. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) You're planning for the the worst, but you didn't plan for the best. What did you expect was going to happen? Good point. It's like you're judging the sixth sense before the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. And we all know the end of the movie was the best part. (laughs) And you left the theater, so you'll never know. By the way, he was dead the whole time. I still haven't seen that movie. I keep ruining it for Jelly. It's okay. Here's the best part about that. This is what people don't get. It's not over till you say it's over. Mm-hmm. Don't even get me started on all the cool strategies that we can share with you guys, but like launch stacking, yep, cart reopening, mm-hmm. 30-day FOMO promo. Mm-hmm. Pff, it ain't over till you so say it's things. over. Downsells. I'll never forget one of our clients back in the day. She had, she won a $300,000 launch. Mm-hmm. She got 150. And I looked at her and I said, I didn't look at it. We were on the phone. <laughs> it was before virtual. Zoom. All right. I'm, I'm lying. It was before Zoom. It was before Zoom. Was. And we were on the phone. I said, you want that 300? You committed to that 300? Great. Let's do it. And we made a second offer to the people who didn't join. Mm-hmm. And she made an additional 150. I'm not great at math, but 150 plus 150 is 300. Mm-hmm. It ain't over till you say it's over. So why are you freaking out? Mm-hmm. At the end of act one, this ain't over. You can have a fourth act, a fifth act, a sixth act, whatever, right? That's launch revolve. Mm-hmm. And your people don't need you at your worst. They need you at your best. Absolutely. So save it for the end. Mm-hmm. It's about you. Right. And I, I thought that was a really great point, Julie, that like, what a disrespectful, ew mm-hmm. thing for the people that did join. Even if one person joined, like that person took a chance on you. Yeah. Why is that person not good enough? For you? And probably the reason why you're not getting the sales you want is because your messaging still sucks. Mm-hmm. And your offer needs a lot of work. And I'm, you know, I'm being a jerk, but like, it's true. A lot of people's messaging is really bad. It's bad compared to what your offer needs. Yeah. So this, so this person, (laughs) right, exactly. Last week's episode. So people are seeing through your inability to really fully communicate what it is you do and how you help people. So that means they had to take a chance on you. They really did saw through that and took a lot of trust in you and what you do. And then you just, well, that's not enough. I hear all these people with these million dollar launches and I need to have that as my first launch. It's like, yeah, what you probably didn't hear is like 10 years of them trying to figure this out. Right. Stuff takes time, but most people aren't willing to give it the time. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about detachment. Mm -hmm. That's a big word we hear all the time. Mm -hmm. How do I stay detached? Or then I've heard people say, I don't get it. I stayed detached the whole time. Why didn't my launch (laughs) be successful? Okay. There's a clue there. (laughs) What is attachment versus detachment? First of all, attachment to anything is bleeding your energy. It's draining your energy. To live your life, this is not easy. What I'm about to say is so simple, but this is very difficult. To live your life with no attachments gives you so much more personal power. Attachment is where you attach a meaning, a story, or emotion to other things. So... I am attached to my outcome 
would mean if I get my outcome, it means something. I'm going to tell a story about it. If I don't, I'm going to tell another story about it. So you are being defined and you are creating your reality based on how an external event goes. That is big, 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 big problem. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people get into the launch free fall because they say, if this doesn't hit my goal, then I am blank. Then I'm a failure. Then I'm not cut out for this. Then I can't pay my bills. And da, 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 and they get in the whole world. Now you're living into those futures. You're living into those stories. Mm -hmm. And that's the attachment. It's a literal attachment of a story to this thing that hasn't even happened yet. Mm -hmm. That's how you're creating your reality. People don't think they create your own reality. Yeah, you just did right there. Mm -hmm. And then you're living into the reality that you created. So living without attachment is so freeing. This launch is going to go, folks, listen, I'm looking at you in the eye right now. This launch is going to go how it's going to go. And that's it. It doesn't mean anything about anything. It doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean anything about them. It doesn't mean anything about anything. It's just how it went. And from there, you can go do something else or try something else. And this is easy conceptually. And you kind of have to go through what it feels like to be really attached to the outcome and how it's going to turn out first to be like, I never want to do that again, but to just not give an F. That's what it feels like. You don't give an F about what happens. That is so freeing. And from that place of freedom, you'll have so much more power. That's the ironic part. Let me ask it this way, folks, because it's not sinking in for some of our members, our listeners. Have you ever attended a webbing, a little webby webby, a little challenge challenge? a launch, and the person that was doing that launch just came off a little needy, a little desperate, a little pushy. Who knows what I'm talking about? Were you sitting there like, wow, I love how needy and desperate they are. Give me some of that. No, that was their attachment, their need to hit the outcome expressing itself in their launch. That attachment affected their performance. That's why we talk about no attachment. You just can't care. Here's what your attachment should be. I don't care who signs up. I don't care who buys, who doesn't. I don't care how many people buy. This is how we approach it. But we're going to do the best darn launch we possibly can and help as many people as we can. And we can just trust and have faith that the people that want to keep working with us will know who they are and they will make the right decision for themselves. And that's all we can ever do. That's selling. Selling is honoring your offer and fully showcasing it and allowing the people that know that it's a right fit to take the step forward. That's it. And you can do that with detachment. Now I've heard people say, I don't get it. I've had full detachment and I didn't make the sales I wanted. Detachment does not cause success. Mm -mm. Detachment is a prerequisite for it. It's a requirement for higher levels of performance, but it doesn't guarantee diddling because if everything else is off, it doesn't matter. You can be detached, which in one way, you know, and people think, oh, is this nihilistic? I don't know. Maybe you can call it whatever you want, but it's, it's not caring about how it goes. Yeah. Not letting it bleed your energy, but you cannot care how it's going to go and have an awful offer, have done no strategy where no one's showing up or you've attracted the wrong people. You've got bad messaging. Or you're just kind of half-assed it. Like I sent an email, but I'm detached. So it's fine. Right. Yeah. And this is not saying you don't care about the work. Right that you're putting out there. It's saying you're not concerning yourself with how it goes. Doesn't mean exactly that you're half-assing your stuff. Mm -hmm. I care about the energy and the work I put out there. And then once it's out there, 
take it or leave it. You're going to do what you're going to do with it. Mm -hmm. This is such a more powerful place to work from. But if you're putting crap out there, if it's a bad offer, if you did a poor job of communicating it, if no one sees it, you can be the most detached person on the planet. That doesn't cause more sales. So that makes sense to people, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So where should your attention be in the launch? I think we just talked about it. Your attention should be on the needs of your audience in that moment. What do they need? How can you provide the most value? How can you move them out of problem into possibility? What's the best stuff that you can put out there that's going to shift them and move them closer? How do we get rid of the fear that's holding them back? How do we get them to say, I can finally do this. I can finally get through this. I can finally do this. Mm-hmm. And in a real sense, not this like rah, rah, you can do it. Oh, she said I can do it. So I guess I can like, you know, that might work for two minutes, but mm-hmm. like lasting, true, powerful content that gives them clarity, that confidence, that certainty of, oh my goodness, I finally have a plan. I finally have a solution. I know what's really causing the issues that I've been in and I can get past this now. Mm-hmm. We're doing this in so many ways. So every day I'm saying, what does my audience need right now? How can I serve them at the highest level? What's going to shift them? What's going to make the difference for them? And then I'm looking at my energy. Am I giving my best? Am I present? Am I present to my audience? And at any moment, if like you're even in your open cart and you're going through that launch free fall and people aren't signing up, but you feel like, this is how I asked people in the launch free fall. I said, are there people that have gone through your launch that need to be in your program that don't know it yet? And they go, yes. It's a great question to ask. And I say, great. Focus on those people right now. What do they need from you that you haven't given them so that they know they need to make this decision? Yeah, That's it. That's why I said, where's your attention? It's focusing on the needs mm-hmm. of the people that you're here to serve. Yeah. That's it. And this, guys, is why we stress like the importance of planning and team so much because when you're in a launch and you're doing these things <laughs> exactly. that James is saying that you need to do. And, Bingo. And- you know, focusing your energy there. When you're the one sending out the email at 6am, when you're the one closing down the card at midnight, your attention is so trapped in the doing that you can't be yeah. present for the people going through your lunch. Yeah, exactly. Your head's down. Busy, 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 busy. Mm-hmm. That's why it didn't work. Yep. That's so important. Mm-hmm. Also, I think with that too, you know what's going to help? When people start to say, oh, there was so much stuff I had to do in my launch. I'd never want to do that again. Mm-hmm. Well, the good news is you don't have to do it. Repurposing and reusing 90% of your stuff is going to make your life so much easier next time. Why not reuse it? Most people are hopping to new launch strategies, new content every single time. Why are you doing that? emails. Why are you making more work for yourself? We're using emails that we used like four years ago. I mean, people are literally, that's how you're Mm self-sabotaging. You're saying, I won't let this be easy. I have to continue to reinvent the wheel every time I do this. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. And then you say, see, launches are stressful. Yeah. No, once you create those emails, once you write that sales page, once you create all that stuff, do it again. Yeah. And it has to be a discipline because it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost easier to just decide to change everything. Totally. Even though it's technically Because that's what not. entrepreneurs do. Yeah. They break it so they can see if they can make it better. Yeah. But you'll and never know if anything works if you're just constantly changing anything. Exactly. So repurpose your stuff. Mm-hmm. And what's going to help you the most? We save the best for last. I say this over and over again in the BBD community. Mm-hmm. The magic is in the debrief. A debrief. The debrief is when you pause after the launch and we have a specific process just for the debrief Mm -hmm. and you take a look back at everything that worked, what didn't, and you flush out everything. You read through the numbers, everything. Why do you think people avoid doing the debrief? Okay, great question. Two reasons. Number one, I don't think they find value in it. People don't do what they don't find value. So they say, what is that going to do to make me money? Because it's not a direct 
revenue activities. Like if I do this, that just makes me more money. No, it's an essence of planning. It is planning hindsight, right? You know, it's reverse planning. It's past planning. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's like unpacking. It is. No, exactly. (laughs) It's after. Yes. Yeah. Literally it's unpacking every friend. It's like the trip's over. Like let's, what is that? What's that going to do to enhance my trip experience? I'll live out of my suitcase for a couple weeks. Right. Until all my clothes are, (laughs) I've never done that before. Uh, So that's the first thing. I don't think people find value in it. And then number two, a lot of times when we're not happy with how things go, we don't want to look at it. Just look at it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just look at it. Notice how much you're resisting. I don't want to look at how much I failed, how many mistakes I made. You resist, persist. Exactly. And if you can't look at it, you can't accept it because you're resisting it. And you can't manage your expectations next time. Bingo, bingo, bongo. So to the degree in which you accept what is, Mm -hmm. is the degree in which you can do something about it. So if you can't look at that last launch, you can't accept it. Mm -hmm. What is, which means you, you're going to repeat that launch or you're not going to do any launch at all. And the amount of times I have pulled people out of their cave, you know, where they've just curled up in a ball Mm -hmm. and hidden themselves in the dark recesses of their life and their business because they're so ashamed of that last launch. So embarrassed, so full of guilt and failure. They're just covered in it. (laughs) And it's so simple to know and then not recognize Folks, that's how it's going to go for all of us. You have to have your worst launch so it can get better. Mm -hmm. Failure is the process through which we succeed. So you just took a step. Mm -hmm. The real failure is not in a failed launch. The real failure is when you say, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah, giving up after one. I'm going to give up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to curl up in a ball and hide from the world. That's the failure, not how the launch went. Mm-hmm. You effing did it. I love this metaphor. It's been on my mind. I never read any of Brene Brown books. Shame on you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> she talks about shame. <laughs> shame on you for not reading those books. But I did listen to like TED Talks from her and like some audios and stuff. And I love that metaphor that she uses of the arena, right? So when you're putting your stuff out there, you're out there in the arena, mm-hmm. Okay. Most people, folks, I think this is one of the most powerful metaphors for entrepreneurs. Most people are not in the arena. They are in the stands. Mm -hmm. Then there's a lot of people that are like in the spectator booth, which like looks like it's the arena, (laughs) Mm, but it's not. Like someone gave them a megaphone. You have a lot of commentary on the side. (laughs) Right. Like just because they have a megaphone and they're really loud doesn't mean (laughs) they're right, that they're in the arena. Being in the arena, it takes a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take courage to attack other people, to have an opinion. Mm. Having an opinions and and negative judgments does not take courage. I'm sorry, it doesn't. That's easy. Anyone can do it. And that's what people do in the stands. That's what people are doing in the seats, in the nosebleeds. Mm -hmm. They're observing, they're judging, they've got their gossip, they've got their commentary. There's no courage in that. Not at all. It's like when, uh, you know, for basketball analogies, since we're kind of in sports here, it's like, you know, all the people in the crowd when someone's up to take a free throw in a really stressful moment or whatever, and then all the people in the crowd go, oh, after they yeah. miss it. It's yeah. like, dude, you know how stressful that probably so stressful. was? Like, give them a break. I know. It's like the collective, uh oh. And we just had a great coaching over coffee yesterday with Elizabeth. She's a member of BBD. Is, I, this, I'll say it. I'll say it. I think this was my favorite. It was a great one. It was really good, right? She was really good too. Cause she just got some people like it's okay, but it's like, oh my gosh, I'm live. 
it's a hundred people watching mm-hmm. and it's hard to kind of get into the, just kind of, just get into it, just get into it, like yeah. crack yourself open and like, mm-hmm. let's just see what's there. And she just really went there really fast. Yeah. There was a fear of putting her stuff out there. There was a fear of stepping out into the arena. Mm-hmm. And the, the fear 90% of the time is what everyone else is going to say. And everyone else that you're afraid of is up in the stands. And there's no courage up in the stands. So what we're really saying here is that we're afraid to step in the arena because we're afraid of being judged by a bunch of people that don't have the courage to step in the arena. Mm-hmm. So we're afraid of a bunch of people that are afraid to do what you're going to do. And when that clicked for me a long time ago, but you have to see it that way, folks, that everyone's got opinions and judgments. You're doing it right now. You've done it while you're listening on the podcast. You're doing it while you're standing in line at the bank. <laughs> You've got something to say about everyone. It's that voice in your head is always assessing and judging and da 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 da. Doing and, it when you're looking at the mirror. <laughs> and then you do it to yourself. Yeah. And some people don't put that in check. I'm sorry, some people. Most people don't put that in check. They just put it on loudspeaker. Mm-hmm. These are the thoughts that are in my head. <laughs> I just say them out loud now. <laughs> and we're f- so afraid of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not making fun of them. I'm proving a point that we give so much of our power away to that automatic voice that someone puts on loud and that's what social media does is it puts that voice on your head on the loudspeaker i just type without thinking i have no felt heart mm-hmm. this is what came into my head because stuff happened when i was a kid where i decided i wasn't good enough and now i have to see who is and who isn't put people on a hierarchy and a pecking order and i don't like you because you're doing what i want to do but can't do mm-hmm. and then we become afraid of that we give our power to that i talk about these things all the time because that's what i was doing for so long and we see so many people doing it. Mm-hmm. That's not freedom. Nope. So you want a business because you want freedom. But how trapped are you by the opinions and judgments of others? Yeah, it's like a law of attraction in reverse. You're like attracting what you don't want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's just no freedom in that. As long as you continue to govern your life by what other people will say, think, or do when you choose to live yours, you do not have freedom. And obviously we're talking to good people here. So you're not like doing things to go hurt people. You know, this is always a good thing is like, it's kind of the Dunnings-Kruger effect, but it's like the people that are worried the most about like, oh, am I doing something wrong or bad? Bad people don't worry about that. Right. (laughs) That don't have anything to worry about. Right. Yeah. They're just, they're just out there, you know, like harming somebody. Right. So I hope that number one, you will step out into that arena expose yourself to it Mm -hmm. and not give your power away to someone who's playing safe in the stands because that's what a lot of people are doing. I hope you'll listen to a few of the little inner game tips that we've shared with you here so that you can perform a little higher next time. Stress a little less. Mm -hmm. Serve a little deeper. And have a little bit more fun Mm -hmm. because when you're doing your launch the right way, it really is the most fun. You'll see us when we do ours. It is it is the most fun. The team comes together. The impact and the value and the energy that gets created is the most fun. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite thing to do. Favorite time of year. It's our favorite time of year. It's like the holidays for us. The Wedmore holidays. It really is. <laughs> Summer in June. I mean, Christmas in June. <laughs> I was like, yes, it is. summer. <laughs> Wait, what? All right. 
That's a good indicator that this episode is time to be wrapped up. We're unattached to days around here. We're unattached to the mistakes I make on the show. (laughs) Happens all the time. All right. Thank you guys so much. You're amazing. Let me know your favorite part from today's episode in the Instagrams. Always love hearing from you guys. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Julie. Thank you. Let's wrap it up and we'll see you next time here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. And happy launching. Happy launching. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Get out there. Go get them. Bye. Hey, it's James here. And if you're like me, it's very easy to get overwhelmed by all the new content that you're learning on a weekly basis, especially when you have someone like me who's producing at least an hour on the podcast every week. That's why I want to invite you to tune in and re-listen to some of the best segments and highlights of our show over on YouTube. When you visit jameswedmore.tv, you'll get a series of weekly uploaded YouTube videos highlighting the best parts of our show so you can go back and re-listen to the parts that are gonna make the biggest difference for you. That's jameswedmore.tv. Make sure to subscribe and we'll see you over there. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is, this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate, and we can get started right now.